everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. So how does a crack addict become a CEO, inventor, and creator of arguably the most famous pillow in the world? A pillow that has become a platform for evangelism, philanthropy, hope, healing, filmmaking, and now in his soon-to-be-released memoir, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, best-selling author as well sharing the miracles of over 41 million pillows sold to date, 1,600 employees, and three drug dealers who refused to sell that, quote, last fix so that Mike would keep his word, become successful, get them off the streets, and that he did, and this just for starters. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome to testimony for part one of my two-part exclusive founder, and CEO of The Pillow that started it all, MyPillow.com, an honor, a joy, and good friend, please welcome Mike Lindell. Mike, welcome to Testimony. Oh, it's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, it's an honor to have you here, sir, and now it's really Dr. Mike Lindell with a recent honorary <laughs> doctorate of business bestowed upon you by... Liberty University, I just have to say, you shared your testimony before 12,000 students, and before that, 50,000 millennials in prayer. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, it's been amazing for a guy that couldn't talk to people and couldn't speak to them. Being able to be where God's put me now has been amazing. Well, before we get into all of that, I just have to say for our listeners that your pillows and sheets are fantastic, beautifully packaged, delivered, and tailored to meet individual needs as laid out in your enclosed brochure with scriptures included. Truly wonderful and comfortable. We thank you. So let's get right to it. First question. You come from a broken home. Your parents divorced when you were seven. You were painfully shy and never felt like you, quote, fit in. Tell us the rest of this story leading up to a dream you would have and the miracles that would follow. Mike Lindell, please tell us your story. Well, you know, you started it there. I was, uh, my parents divorced when I was seven years old and I was put into a new school and I either, either would show off, like jump out of a moving bus window, hey, you guys watch this. And, and uh, or I wouldn't talk to people, especially people I didn't know. And this, this kept with me for just until a few years ago. I was very, you know, you can't, and I look back now and it's because it's rejection. You can't get rejected if you don't talk to people. So this, these inner things, I didn't know I had then. I'll give an example. I was at my five-year class reunion and I had worked at a drive-in movie and a, and a grocery store and I, I had dropped out of college after the first quarter. Um, and at the five-year reunion, my class, all of them were finishing college. They had they had kept their same jobs, so they had moved up in their jobs. They had started families. Well, when I got to the reunion, I took over that reunion, and I told them about, you know, I, I went skydiving. I crashed my motorcycle, and then went skydiving. My parachute didn't open. It. True <laughs> stories, but it was just, 
it just took everybody's attention. And I said, you know, I owe the mafia uh, $20,000 from football bets. They came to my door and they were going to kill me. And But everybody was mesmerized. But that night I got home and I'm laying in bed and I'm, and I'm, I'm very sad. I had this sadness about me because deep down I wanted what they had. And, but for me to get some self-worth to be able to talk, I was telling all these stories that were true, but they were just, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't what, uh, what I wanted deep down. Well, uh, in 1984, um, I ended up getting indu- introduced to cocaine, and that gave me a, like a false courage, and it gave me, I could talk to people then. And so, I mean, I, I became a very functioning addict, but God did hand me a, um, a beautiful woman. I got married for 20 years, had four kids, and we were, we were a very functioning family. Um, I was always an entrepreneur, and I ended up having a local bar for 13 years which wasn't a great place for an addict but we were the we were the kind of so these i believe all childhood you know manifest into uh addictions where you have trauma um you know uh, fatherlessness all these things that manifest into addiction but i didn't know it then so we you know we we continue we function as a family and we were a family where the neighbor the neighbors would uh send their kids over there we were like the hub of the neighborhood the fun place to be um, but the, you know, I look back now, I think of the things I did miss out with my kids, you know, throughout this addiction and uh, throughout with the cocaine years. But then in 2000, it switched to crack cocaine. And for me, uh, or for anybody, you know, every drugs react different. It's a completely different drug than cocaine. And, uh, and that takes people down a lot faster. They all take, will take you down and have, you know, manifest into bad things happening. But it took me down very fast, and it was in a parallel track with, uh, I did get the dream of my pillow, which I believe was right from God in 2004. And I got the dream of the name first, and I wrote my pillow at about 2 in the morning, wrote it all over the house, my pillow, my pillow, and how the logo would be. I kind of wrote it everywhere, and, and uh, my mind was just going crazy thinking about this pillow. My daughter, one of my daughters came upstairs and to get a glass of water at 2 in the morning. She says, what are you doing, Dad? She's like 12 years old. I said, I'm going to invent this pillow. It's going to change the world. I had this dream. It's going to be called my pillow. She grabbed her water. She looked at me. She goes, that's really random, Dad. And heading back <laughs> up there. <laughs> amen and amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to founder and CEO of MyPillow.com, Dr. Mike Lindell. Mike, the timeline and events of your story are just fascinating and also incredibly encouraging to anyone who has ever felt defeat in business, in life, in marriage, and family. And now, with all of your great success, which we are going to talk about more in depth in part two of our conversation, you have a desire to give back. What is the single most important ingredient you can share that is responsible for your success to date? Well, I think you got to go through the failures first. And so when I invented my pillow, um, the, when I invented it I, it, I went through, I was turned down everywhere. And I was devastated. I couldn't, the box stores, everybody turned me down. And, and then I had uh, betrayal. People tried to take my company, tried to copy the, copy the product. I mean, just you name it, it happened besides my own adversity with the crack cocaine. And this went all the way through. I lost a 20-year marriage. Um, and these guys that were taking our company, we were making the, packaging our pillows in our living room, and we lost our house. We lost everything in it. And, and, 
And like you said, you had said before, the, you know, the drug dealers actually did an intervention on me in 2008. I'd been up for 14 days, and they, they didn't, uh, and I came out, I was downtown Minneapolis, so I came out, I go, what are you guys doing? They said, well, Mike's been up for 14 days, and we're going to cut him off. And, they, and two of them left, and one of them went and stayed up with me, and then he finally fell asleep. I went down on the streets of Minneapolis, came back upstairs after I couldn't get crack at 2 in the morning. So I've been down there an hour came back upstairs he said how'd that work out for you he said give me your phone i'm going to take a picture of you and he took that picture and he goes you're going to need that for your book he says you've been telling us for years that this buy pillow thing is just a platform for god and you're going to come back and help us all someday out of addiction and help us all and and that's been you know my platform is to help people when, when i finally did quit a year later when god set me free on january 16 2009 I still, you know, that, um, the, the thing to help people was always, always there, but that, you know, that's where, for me, when I sold my first pillow, and when I did a booth and, and a, a pillow booth, and I put a table out in front of me, where I could actually talk to people then, if I stepped out behind the booth, I couldn't talk to them. But the, but the first show I did, I got a confidence, I think what God did there, I sold them the pillows, they came back the next day, and they came up, they go, the best product I've ever bought. It helped me so much. It helped my neck. It helped this. But that made me feel good inside. It wasn't about the money. It made me feel, gave me some self-worth. And and it just, uh, I've always been a giver. And it, for me, it's just to give back for where I once was, to be able to get that. But, you know, it's my story, what I was getting to. My story is my hope. And that's, that tell anybody, you can get I, mine's such an extreme from being where I was to where I am now, but there's hope that, you know, it just tells you that anything with God, all things are possible. Amen and amen. And that's what my husband and I, when we first met you at the NRB in Nashville and then later again in Anaheim, marveled at your incredible story, your passion, your love of Christ and willingness to share boldly and unashamedly your story and your faith. We were riveted. Mike, and blessed all at the same time, but your life as a professing Christian was not always this way, and I'm talking to Christians right now, you made millions, you lost it all, and you would find yourself in a basement living with your sister and asking God why. Can you elaborate in our remaining moments and the miracles that would follow? Yeah, let me let me just, and I've got to quick accelerate that up, but you, everybody see me with my cross I always wore on TV. I wanted to be that person. I believed in God, but I, you know, and, and I wanted to be that person. I always told people all my life, you know, I would talk to people after the bars closed or whatever, and I'd talk about, hey, I read the Bible in jail and stuff, and, and they would quit and find Jesus. I'm going, what did I say? I'm losing friends. Well, here in 2014, I was completely, we were within two days of going under at my pillow, and I met this gal, and she had a, she had a personal relationship with Jesus. And she goes, you don't have that, Mike. And I'm going, I'm getting all offended. I believe in God. Don't tell me what I do. And, mm -hmm. my, you know, and I got all offended. Well, then things started happening. From then on, we had a, you know, I prayed with her. And we, you know, we ended up, my pillow made this comeback in history where um, we, you know, where we're at today, you know, 45 million pillows later and 1,600 employees. But I want to quick get up to this point. Miracles started happening through 14, 15, 16, 17. But God put me in places where nobody could have been. I, w I went to the National Prayer Breakfast and picked out of 12 people to pray with Ben Carson. I look at mathematical odds, the odds of something happening, if, it, if you can't figure it out, it had to be God. 
this led all the way up to um, to February 18, 2017. I went to this like a retreat thing called Operation Restored Warrior, and I went in there with hope that I would come out of there with what Kendra has this personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I went in there, and Jesus showed up, and I did a full surrender, and that's when. I could finally, when I could go out and speak with no fear, like I did the 50,000 millennials at U.S. Bank Stadium, and, and speak out for Jesus, and I wasn't speaking out about a pillow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to internationally acclaimed businessman, speaker, philanthropist, and now author of his soon-to-be-released, What Are the Odds? From crack addict to CEO, Dr. Mike Lindell founder of MyPillow Inc. and the Lindell Foundation Recovery Network, providing hope and healing to those suffering from addictions of any kind. You can learn more about Mike Lindell's work, ministry, and mission by visiting michaeljlindell.com and mypillow.com and get his book, Get Help, and get a good night's sleep, too, with the pillow of your dreams and so much more. You will be blessed and refreshed that you did. Dr. Lindell, Mike, as we all know you, thank you for taking precious time to share just a little of your amazing story of overcoming to become all God intended. We look forward to hearing much, much more next week. God bless you. Thanks for having me. God bless. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D dot com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensen Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Last week you heard just a sampling of a story that defies the odds, defeats the devil, and sets a fire under every lukewarm Christian in America. Why? Strap on your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen, for more from my next guest, who's soon to be released, What Are the Odds, from Crack Addict to CEO, who shares the powerful story of overcoming to become all God intended, and now, through the proceeds of his latest great read, will fund his faith-based Lindell Foundation in helping heal, restore, and mentor those suffering from drug, alcohol, and opioid addiction as he once did. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome back to Testimony for Part 2, a great joy and honor indeed, founder and CEO of MyPillow.com, Dr. Mike Lindell. Mike, welcome back to Testimony. Thanks for having me on again. The, uh, I'm getting used to that doctor thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's wonderful and well-deserved. There is so much to your story. So I'd like to recap for those who may have missed part one of our two-part conversation. You overcame incredible odds to be where you are today from a broken home, painfully shy, boldly inventive, persistent, and unashamedly proud of the dream you would be given by God in 2004, a pillow that has now turned into 
a platform of evangelism, philanthropy, movie producing, speaking, teaching, praying, and all because you, Mike Lindell, refused to give up despite great loss that are now great victories and millions agree. So first question, you alluded to in part one of the healing that would come after you had been truly born again, received Jesus Christ, and you sought answers to the pain from your past. You talked about Operation Restored Warrior. No amount of fame, success, or accolades could take away this pain. Can you explain for our listeners the type of pain God healed you from? Well, they go, you know, they go back to childhood. You know, you got, you got wounds that you don't even know about. And a lot of it, Tim, you know, mine was a broken home. There's so much fatherlessness that goes on out there now. They did a poll in a prison not too long ago. How many people in that prison do you think both their parents got married, planned their child, had their child, and were still together while that person was in prison? Now, these are felons. Zero percent. And there's a lot to be said for that is you have... You know, these pains and these traumas that manifest from childhood, and you don't even know what are. They take you back. What I did, when I, you know, God freed me. Jesus freed me from all that. You know, he was there the whole time. You replaced him. That's why I'm going to tell you right now, part of my big platform, you know, I've vetted 3,500 faith-based treatment centers in the United States here where if you, you go in to get help for addiction, you need to go where there's a faith-based center, like your Salvation Army Teen Challenge, stuff like that, because... They go back and they get those wounds where, where you know, something that hurts you, like, you know, that I didn't even know about. I didn't know that divorce affected me, and I go to a new school, and something's happening there with other kids, and all of a sudden it sent me on this shy course or this, um, this show-off course, and, and all the whole time I had a fear of being rejected. I think it's very common in people that we get to that a fear about, or a feeling of unworthiness mm -hmm. deep down, and that we're not worthy, and we need to... You know, and people, you know, you live in fear, and and uh, to replace them, what Jesus does is he'll, he'll, he's there for you. You know, he's there, and he replaces these these deep downs, and you go into these places when you get saved, and you start do a full surrender. You know, like me, they, you know, I don't worry about anything. I've got, you know, God's my chairman of the board. Jesus, you know, where are we going? What are we doing today? I think people, too, can get so, you can get so proactive in prayer. People come to me all the time, and they go, Mike, um, you know, I prayed for something and it didn't happen. And I'm going, well, you know what? I used to do that all the time, too. And I would be, you know, I'd be lose everything. I'd be down now. And that's the only time I would reach out to God and say, God, please get me out of this mess. I promise I'll never do this again or whatever. And and it wouldn't happen or it would partially happen or whatever. And, well, you know what I tell people? You know, now that I'm saved and, I'm, and Jesus, I am born again, I, I, they, I go, I can proactively pray. And where are those prayers? They're in the Word. So God's will is in the Word. Those prayers from before might not have been God's will. Mm -hmm. and, and now when I pray, they're God's will because it's, 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 I stay in the Word. And by staying in the Word, it's just amazing. And, and you don't feel, you know, these, I think that stuff that happens, um, trauma, that's why veterans can get so traumatized. You know, any kind of a trauma can, can leave such wounds, or, you know, or, especially when we're growing in childhood. And they manifest into addictions, uh, personality disorders, all these different things that come from, um, you know, not having God. And, and, and when, when we're hit by these wounds, you know, we're hit by these things. And, you know, that's what's so devastating right now in, our, in, in here. Is when you take God out of the schools and you take family, and families don't mean anything anymore. I mean, it's, 
it's catastrophic. You, you know, that's why, you know, our nation, we've got a second chance here. God gave us grace and, and, uh, and, and all around the world. You've got, you've got grace where, um, you know, you've got to reach out to, you know, reach out. This is the time. We're in the biggest revival in world history where we need to get people. Now's the time to get people saved. And the people at their weakest when they, when they need something. And you know what? The answer is right out there, right in front of you. He's been with you the whole time, and it's Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, you are an avid Trump supporter. You are pro-life. You helped produce the hugely successful and impactful Unplanned, the movie, the Abby Johnson story, exposing Planned Parenthood. You are also gearing up to do more faith-based films, including your own story. Why, in your view... Is a second term for President Trump vital to the ongoing success of our great nation as we know it? And how are you helping in that effort as well? Well, that's an easy one for me to answer, and I love answering that question. Um, I, when I quit crack cocaine, when I was set free of that, I didn't, I didn't know anything. I was on a 25-year cultural coma. I came out and I go, what's, what's a liberal? What's a conservative? What's a Democrat? What's a Republican? I didn't know anything. And... And I, and I came out and I go, wow, my friends are all unemployed. We got a president giving money to a ba an evil empire. We got a thing called ISIS. I mean, it was horrible. Like, what did I miss here, guys? Well, then I had a dream that I would meet Donald Trump and in a room. And then a couple weeks later, he, he ran for office and ran for, and, and I, that was in 2015. Now, miracles happened all the way up to that. Well, then I was on a plane going to California and I said, God, what, did I ha what do I have to do with Donald Trump? I said, I know I've seen this in this dream. I need an answer. This was, a, this was early August of 2016. At that moment in time, my phone dinged and said, Mike, this is Donald Trump. Would you uh, meet me at Trump Tower in New York City? Would it, you know? <laughs> and so that meeting came to fruition. That was the I'm in the front seat of the plane going, this is a miracle. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and they're going, is it okay? Yes, yes, thank you, Jesus. And, 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 I, and I, get to, I got, went in. It was a private meeting, just me and him. And I went in there, and I didn't know anything about politics, but I, I know people. And I'll tell you what, his agenda, everything was to help people. I've never seen a more pure, his heart was just pure and honest. Here's what I'm going to do. And we talked about made in the USA and all these different things. But for me, I knew it was a, this was an, um, a divine appointment. In fact, that's one of the first things we talked about. He says, Mike, you always wear your cross. Are you a Christian? I said, yes, Mr. Trump, and this is a divine appointment. I walked out of his office, and I had to make a decision because I knew God had chosen him for such a time as this. But I talked to his employees just to make sure I think was real. This was incredible. Every one of them said great things about him. And I, I got back to Minnesota, and I went, and I said, you know what? I told my board, I said, I'm going all in. I said, I know God wants me to go all in. I went all in. It didn't matter what happened. I've been the most boisterous person. And I'll tell you what. God gave us grace on November 8, 2016. This isn't about Democrat, Republic. This is about um, good and evil. This is about good and evil. What's what our country, these things that are getting there, and it's not, this isn't right or left. There's things people on the left. Everybody loves our president. Some just don't know it yet. And they, these great things he's done, and he's turned our, com our country back to God, back to everything. Now the you know, so many problems. ISIS is gone. I mean, all these great things. Unemployment today, all-time low in, in 50 years. Now, it's like you, we have to have it. It's the most critical election in history other than the last or the one in 16. He, is, he was chosen by God for such a time as this. And, uh, and people ask me all the time, what's the best thing he's done so far, Mike? 
he smashed political correctness because you couldn't have got anything done. The evil was taking over this that world order and all this stuff of what we're going giving away. That it was just chaotic. And then I learned what a liberal was, a conservative. I learned all this stuff. I, you know, all I know is our president was a common sense, pragmatic president. And look what he's gotten done with all the with uh, with basically no help from uh, from a lot of uh, con- or a lot of people in Washington. And, and and then you have that, but it also combines with. When you talked about that movie Unplanned, I got called to be in that. That was another divine appointment. They said, Mike, they called me up and said, Mike, we, we prayed about it, and you're going to be in our movie. And I go, well, I didn't pray about it. What's the movie? <laughs> and it ended up being, you know, it was, uh, they told me the true story of uh, Planned Parenthood, this Abby Johnson worked for him, and, they, and, and uh, she left him with the horrific things going on. I said, I prayed about it. I said, yeah, I'll come in the movie. I said, are you short any money? They said they were a million dollars short. I said, I sent them in five minutes. I sent the money. And because I know God wanted me to. Mm-hmm. When that movie came out, it was, if you check it out this last March, mm-hmm. it was the perfect timing in history because that's when they were putting all this stuff where they're, they're killing the unborn in New York and they're killing babies in Virginia. I mean, these are what we were fighting, this, this spiritual warfare in this country, this horrific stuff. And, and uh, so my platform, what God's given me, this platform of notoriety and trust, I'm using it for in every way I can. I'm using it for the Lord. Whatever he wants me to get behind, I went all in for the president. You know what? I've been rewarded every day at my pillow. The busiest day we have is right now today because God rewards. I just keep following the path. I always go to Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all, in all ways acknowledge him, and he will guide your path. And that's what I'm doing. It's very simple. I go, what should I do, God? Okay, I'm going to do this. And I'm using this biggest platform that I don't know of a bigger platform that anyone's been handing. It's a lot of responsibility, but I'm having fun. I enjoy it and because I know I'm doing the right thing. We're living in the biggest revival in history, and I truly believe that. God gave us grace, and we, we need to get people saved. We need to get souls saved. This is about saving souls and transformation. This is the time. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to internationally acclaimed businessman, speaker, philanthropist, and now author of his soon-to-be-released, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, Dr. Mike Lindell, founder of MyPillow, Inc. and the Lindell Foundation. You can learn more about Mike Lindell's work, ministry, and mission by visiting michaeljlindell.com and mypillow.com. And get his book, get help, and get a good night's sleep, too, with the pillow of your dreams from MyPillow.com. You will be blessed and refreshed and inspired that you did. Mike, thank you once again for taking precious time to share more of your incredible story proof that true transformation is possible. A life submitted to Jesus Christ, allowing him, as you have done, to save, heal, deliver, and set a one free as you have been, powerfully so. Yours is a story that movies are made of and should be. And now, with your soon-to-be-released memoir, What Are the Odds? It's just the start of all God intends to do through you, Mike Lindell, and beautifully so. We thank you. God bless you, and yes, may I say, sweet dreams, too. Thank you. God bless you. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Gensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. 
Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.